the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Believing the Bible with Scott Lane and Terry Reed of the San Antonio Bible-Based Science Association with a message of hope in today's troubled world based on biblical truths. We hope that today's program is enlightening and inspirational. Welcome to Believing the Bible. This is Dr. Carl Williams with Terry Reed and Ed Zalzwedell, both directors with the San Antonio Bible-Based Science Association. We are here today to reassure you that you can believe the Bible from the very first verse. Today we're talking with Richard Stepanek once again from Alpha Omega Institute. He's already talked to us about the Star of Bethlehem, about the manger. Uh, now today he's going to talk about angels. Where did angels come from? Yeah, that's the question I've had for a long time is when God made angels. And I was always taught that angels were made before Genesis 1-1. And so I was going to kind of take a look at that because basically I used to be, kind of my background, I used to be an evolutionist. You know, I went to college. They taught me about all this evolution was scientifically true. And, and one creature can evolve into another creature. And dead things can evolve into living things. And, and we came from fish and monkeys. And also went to a, a false church that was teaching that evolution is true. And Genesis 1 through 11's mythology never happened. And well, what happened was, is I was saved in 1990 by through Christian radio. I trusted Christ as my Savior. And I got deep into what you might call theistic evolution, which I was taught that God used evolution to create. And well, then I went to an Alpha Omega Institute seminar, and Dave and Mary Jo Nutting taught me all this wonderful evidence that Genesis and creation is true. Again, with my agribusiness background and farming, it didn't take me long to reject evolution because I knew mutations was not a mechanism for creatures to get better. They died. And I knew that because, and just through my farming practice, and I knew creatures weren't getting better. And genetics would not make one creature change into another one. We were limited because we worked with genetics. As a farmer, I had to understand genetics. Otherwise, I was out of business because the whole thing was genetics. And all your creatures reproduced after their own kind? They always reproduce after their own kind. If they didn't, I was in big trouble because what would I sell? <laughs> and, uh, but we were limited in when we were doing the genetics and so on and buying purebreds. We were limited to the, the genetics in that kind. You know, we can get a huge variation, but we're limited in that kind. So I became a creationist. So I was skeptical of everything. There was a church that was teaching me false theology. They had PhDs, and I just followed them blindly because they were the experts. Here I was taught by college with people with master's degrees and PhDs, and I just followed them blindly because they were the experts. And I found out, oh, they didn't know as much as they thought they knew. And so I came out of that false religion, and I doubted everything that I was taught. So I had to start on ground zero. Show me in the Bible where it's at, or show me in science. And so one was angels. I was always taught where angels were made before Genesis 1-1. And so I looked through Scripture. Nowhere did I find in Scripture that angels were made before Genesis 1-1. Because when you look at Genesis 1, God created everything and made everything in six days. Well, angels are a creation. They were created. So which means they had to be created on one of the six days of creation. The question is, what day? Now, I cannot take full credit for this. I got 
give Henry Mortis credit for this. In his book, Long War Against God, I highly recommend that book. He talks about the creation of angels. I just kind of added some of my research to it. But if you want to find more, go in more in depth, that's an excellent place to start. Highly recommend it because it goes also in the, in the origin of evolution. And Darwin did not come up with the idea. In my viewpoint, he just plagiarized everything he taught, the basic teaching. Somebody already came up with that before. I think it goes back to the Greeks, right? It goes back to Sumerians and Egyptians, and I have now traced it back further than that. I go to Scripture, because that's the beginning of history. So I go back to the originator of the evolutionary idea, and that's another topic. (laughs) But let's stay with angels here. We need to get to angels. So where does it talk about angels? Nowhere in Genesis chapter 1 does it talk about making or creating angels. Why? Well, in my understanding, everything that God made in Genesis chapter 1, he put underneath man's dominion. When Adam fell, that had a rippling effect through his dominion. The stars are dying. They're not getting better. Everything is in the process of entropy. You know, our genetics are falling apart. We know that. So we're not getting better. We're, everything's getting worse. So where does the Bible talk about angels? Well, there's a couple places. In, one's in Ezekiel chapter 28. talks about a cherub, and it talks about the day that he was created. Twice in that chapter, it talks about a cherub. And I believe it's Lucifer. I don't know for sure. It doesn't say, but my conclusion, it's Lucifer in Ezekiel chapter 28. And so we do know that angels were made on a day, and God said he made and created everything in six days. So the question is, what day did God make the angels? Well, we're going to turn to Psalm 104. Now, we have to remember Psalms. The Psalms are written in Hebrew poetry, so you have to be careful not to take everything literally. Otherwise, you can get trees and rocks singing and dancing. But we're going to take a look at Psalms, Psalm 104, and we're going to compare it to Genesis chapter 1. Now, Genesis chapter 1, again, is written in narrative prose. That is true history. We read it like we would a history book. So we go to verse 2. It says, Who covers thyself, that's God, with light, as with garment, who stretches out the heavens like a curtain. Okay, we take a look at that verse. Talking about God, we have light. We have heavens. This is heavens, plural. S is very important. And then it says, verse 3, Who lays the beams of his chambers in the waters, who maketh his clouds his chariot, who walketh upon the wings of the wind. Okay, we have waters. So in verse 2 and 3, we have light, we have heavens, plural, we have waters. Now let's go back to Genesis chapter 1. In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. Now I believe in the context here, heaven is singular. It is not plural. Some translations have it plural, but I don't think it fits the context of Genesis chapter 1. And that's also another topic that's in my Genesis chapter 1 talk. I go into detail why that is. We won't have the time this morning to go through that, but it is plural. So when you go to Genesis chapter 1, God has light on day 1. He has heaven, singular, and he has water. Now we go to day 2. On day 2, God separated the waters from the waters, and he made the firmament. And he called the firmament heaven. Now we have two heavens, for sure. Basically, I believe there was three heavens. The three heavens, the Bible talks about three heavens. One is the earth's atmosphere is counted as heaven. The firmament, where God's going to put the sun, moon, and stars, is called heaven. And above this water that he separated, above this water, is the third heaven that God has his throne. That's the three heavens. So here we have on day two, we have heavens plural. So when we look at verse two and three, we are talking day number two because we have heavens plural. Now we look at verse four, who maketh his angels spirits and his ministers of flaming fire. Now that's clearly making angels. So after he separates the water from the waters, he makes angels, which means this is the latter part of day two. When you then look verse five, who lays the foundations of the earth that it should not be removed forever. So what's the foundations? Well, I took a look at, well, when did God make the foundations? What's a good foundation? Day three. Day three. (laughs) 
that's what he made land. He made land on the water. And because if you're going to build a house, what's a good place to build a house? On land. Land, yeah. You're listening to Believing the Bible. This is Carl Williams with Terry Reed and Ed Zalzwedell. If you'd like to learn more, go to sabsa.org. That is sabsa.org. Today we're talking with Richard Stepanek from the Alpha Omega Institute, and he's enlightening us about angels and where they come from and in regards to the Bible. So now when we go to verse 5, he makes the foundations of the earth. That's when he made land. So after he separates the waters from the waters and makes the heavens, he then makes the angels. And after that, he makes land. So the angels were made in the latter part of day two or the first part of day three. So if you go back to Genesis chapter one, they were made between Genesis 1, 8 and 1, 9, somewhere in between there. So they were made in the latter part of day two, first part of day three. So the angels missed day one and two. So when they come to our consciousness, what do they see? They see water. They see God sitting on his throne. They see light. They see the multiple heavens and they See the earth, the round ball of water, and then right after that, then God changes the, some of the water, or most of it, into land. And then he has the formation of the water. So that's when the angels were made. And so that's one of the problems with the gap theory, because a lot of people put the Satan's fall between Genesis 1-1 and Genesis 1-2. Well, angels are not made after Genesis 1-8, which they can't be Lucifer's fall. Angels aren't there yet. And so that helps you to understand when you're interpreting without form and void. Lucifer was no fall then. At the end of day six, everything was very good, including the angel, which means Lucifer could not have fallen until after day six. And the Bible tells us when he fell. If you look at scripture and study scripture, it gives the time frame when he fell. It's not a mystery. The key to knowledge is in the scripture. Even scientific knowledge, the key to scientific knowledge is in scriptures. And one thing that I think logically, I'm not a very emotional person. I think very logically analyze everything. So as I'm studying chemistry and as I'm studying biology and so on and astronomy, everything functions by clockwork. Everything is extremely orderly. I mean, extreme order. When I take a look at scripture, that means scripture must be written in extreme order. It's not written in chaos. It has to be very orderly. So everything has to fit. Everything has to fit. And so when I look at scriptures, I see something that doesn't fit. I need to study it more because eventually as I study more, it all fits. There is no contradictions. Everything works out. As far as the angels are concerned, you also mentioned the fall. So when do you think the fall occurred? Yeah, that's a, <laughs> that, that's a topic for another story. I was always taught that Satan fell and he was cast out of heaven and then he came to the earth and then he corrupted me. So no. you would say it would have to be after day six? It has to be after day six. And God, God said everything was very good. Everything was very good at the end of day six. And so when did he fall? In my viewpoint, in my studies in scripture, my conclusion is, again, teaching is not inspired. I want to make that sure because I want people to get into the word. Don't take my word because I know God's word is inspired. It's no mistakes. Be a Berean. Okay. Be a Berean. That's exactly right. Be a Berean. Check everything out. But my viewpoint is Lucifer's fall, the woman's fall, is all connected to Adam's sin. Nothing happens. There's no death. There's no nothing until Adam eats the tree. When Adam eats the tree, Genesis chapter 3 is basically a court case. God is the judge. He comes in. The first one he interrogates is a lawbreaker. That's Adam. He broke the law. And then Adam, first thing he does, he blames God for all his problems. Isn't that what man does? Blames God? Because Adam says, the woman that you gave me. (laughs) In my viewpoint is, when I'm teaching through Genesis, it's kind of humorous. It's basically Adam is saying is, God, everything was fine when it was just you and I. Then you had this bright idea to make this woman and look at the trouble you got me into. (laughs) And then he blames the woman. And then God turns to the woman. 
woman. What is this that you have done? What did the woman do? She basically enticed Adam to eat of the tree. So her fault was she wasn't being a good help. Her, when you look at Genesis 2, her job was to help Adam do his job. His job is to dress and to protect the garden from evil. And the only way evil can come into the garden is through eating the tree. She wasn't doing her job. Then she blames Lucifer, the serpent. Well, what are angels made for? You go to Hebrews 1.14. All angels are made a servant, ministering spirit, minister on those who are heirs of salvation. So angels are made to help save mankind and God, their servants. Well, Lucifer was not doing his job. His job was to serve the man and the woman, do their job, protect the garden, and to, to dress it. Or he chosen to do otherwise. He chose to do otherwise. That's exactly right. That's his fall. And that's when he was cursed. And that's when the woman was cursed. And that's when God cursed the ground for it. It all happens. Well, the link is to Adam. And we all need to be Bereans. Information for creation events in our area are on our website's calendar page. For more information or to schedule a presentation, go to sabsa.org or call 210-599-7240. When you go to our website, you can click on a link to our newsletter. Our website has a link for contact information on which you can order our newsletter to be emailed to you or you can call us. Also go to whyshouldyoubelieve.com. That is Terry's website containing articles looking at current day issues from a biblical perspective. Sabsa meets the second Tuesday of each month at 7 p.m. We are now meeting at Faith Lutheran Church just south of the corner of Jones Maltzberger and Thousand Oaks. There you will find biblical apologetics and creation science teaching found nowhere else in Bear County, as well as the availability of books and videos on these important subjects. If you miss any part of this show, you can listen to this show anytime by going to the AM630 KSLR, the Word in South Texas website. Click on KSLR Podcast, scroll down until you find Believing the Bible. Please join us again next Saturday for Believing the Bible. I'm Scott Lane. And for Terry Reed, Dr. Carl Williams, and Ed Salzville, thanks for listening. And, and we hope you found today a reason to believe the Bible. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never before seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.